Welcome to Leading the Next Generation with Tim Elmore. I am your co-host, Andrew McPeak, and our mission here at Growing Leaders is to empower the emerging generations with skills to lead in real life. Tim, I find whenever I get on the internet that there are a bazillion top lists, top 10 lists this, yeah, and top five yeah. lists this. Um, I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but pretty much if you're looking for anything from a vacuum cleaner to a movie to whatever it is, somebody has ranked the best out there. Whether or not that's objectively true or not, yes. they've tried to rank the best. And my wife and I were laughing about this the other day. I think we do this because the world has so much information. We need somebody yeah. to just tell us. I don't have time to look up the thousand different kinds of vacuum cleaners. Somebody just tell me what the best one is. It's so, so true. You're right. And I, I think I remember the early 90s, David Letterman on his late show did a top 10 list. And it yeah. was just all entertainment is what yes. it was. But, but I think, uh, you know, the last 30 plus years, we've just gotten used to somebody force rank something for me. I'm overwhelmed and I either need to laugh or I need to choose or I need to buy something. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you know, Sports Center is a great example of that too. Yeah, it's I don't so have true. time to watch all the games. So just yeah. give me the top 10 That's plays right. of the week, yeah. you know? That's so um, true. Yeah. But, anyways, I think it, one thing that is helpful out of it is that we're able to sort of consolidate mm -hmm. and recommend in a way that would be hard to, right? Uh, when you think about something like a movie or a book or whatever yeah. it is, it's hard to know. How do I value one yeah. thing over another? We only have so much time. How do we spend it? Yeah. We only have so many resources. How do we spend those? And that's a big question that a lot of it us is. are asking. So, uh, listeners, we do not pretend to be the only voice or the big voice or the main voice. But, um, year, Andrew, years ago, I started having um, really educators and business people ask, what books are you reading? Yeah. What's your, what are your favorite books? Yeah. And I think we all do that to somebody we, we admire Absolutely. or respect. But um, we started posting uh, years ago, uh, top books I was reading or whatever. And so we're going to offer uh, just some of the f my favorite things. Thank you, Julie Andrew. A few of my favorite things. <laughs> would you sing that song for well, us? Well, I don't think that would be a gift. <laughs> no, it would not be a gift. That would not be somebody's top favorite no, moment no, no, of the no. year. Andrew, when I was in college, I was a backup singer. Were you really? Well, whenever I got close to the microphone, they said, <laughs> backup. <laughs> As soon as you started, yeah, I you knew. Thought, I, I'm going Here comes a dad yeah, joke. Right. It's coming. Yeah, it's that true. is hilarious. Okay. Well, we're so we are going to share uh, a few of Tim Elmore's favorite things from 2020, and these aren't necessarily things that came out in 2020, but these are things that you discovered, yes. read, watched, etc. In 2020, Correct. is that fair to say? Yep. Yeah. So uh, a few of Tim's favorite things. Let's jump in. All right. So the first one is books. Um, I try to read a couple of books a month each year. And some are better than others, but um, two yeah. that I really enjoyed this particular year. Uh, one was a book that several people liked because it was on the bestseller list, Think Like a Monk. <laughs> Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. So Jay um, is from, actually he's Indian ethnicity, but he grew up in the UK, went to college in England, but he started getting this hankering, even as a young man, I want to be a monk. Well, that was not what his parents yeah, were sending him to college. You typically hear firefighter, doctor, that's lawyer, right, that's dentist. Right. That, in fact, doctor and lawyer was really what, what they wanted him to go yeah. for. But sure enough, when he graduated from college, he goes down to India, and he becomes a monk for two years. Wow. And what he shares in this book is, you can imagine, it's fascinating because it's so countercultural to speed and volume that we get into today. But... Um, he reveals what, what he went through, two years of discipline uh, in focus, sleeping on the floor, solitude, a nutritious diet, meditation, simple living, 
And he, he really gets, there's some funny parts. I found myself chuckling reading through this book because he says, yeah, you, you found out who snored and we started ranking snoring by motorcycle. That's Harley <laughs> Davidson. That's, you can imagine. But, but what's funny is he's a normal guy, but he lives in some monk. So yeah. all the funny things. But I mean, I'm learning new things about meditation, new uh, things about just the power of quietness and yeah. solitude. So it's been really good for me because I tend to be in the rat race that everybody else is in. But um, it's helping me re-engage with some disciplines that I had when I was in college mm. and kind of just left in the flurry of travel and everything that we do. So I do recommend this. I, I'm given this because I recommend it. It's a, it's a good book. It's going to make you think. It challenged me to recover, like I said, some of these habits that I've lost as a professional, but I want to regain them. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The second uh, one that I enjoyed is actually a book that came out in 2019, but I just finished it this last year. It kind of lingered on my nightstand, mm -hmm. but um, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Yeah. So I think this is either the third or fourth book yes. of Brene Brown's that I've read, but I really like this because I love leadership. I love to become a better leader every year, hopefully, but... Um, this book, you know, Brene is a different leadership writer because it's not about, you know, strategy or planning Vision or, or yeah, yeah, all mm -hmm. those things. It's really, I guess I could, I would put it under soft skills. It's about yeah. social emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. but she writes on life themes, as you well know, about yeah. vulnerability, mm -hmm. authenticity, risk, trust, bravery. Bravery is a major theme. Yes. And I, I have noticed several books over the last five to seven years have been on courage and bravery, maybe because we all feel like we lack it, Yeah. you know, in this day of, of, um, uncertainty. Yes. Who's brave? Not yeah. many. Yeah. So she really, really pushes me. I love her authenticity in the book because she'll just, you know, she'll just tell it like it is. She's yeah. just a very, very real person. So in a world where many think the best leaders are merely great strategists, Brene makes a convincing case. Uh, the issues are really matters of the heart. Mm -hmm. And she really dives into And one, one thing I love, listeners, I do recommend this book as well. She's going to tell stories on herself. She, here's where I failed. Here's mm -hmm. where I really blew it. Here's where I blew it in my marriage. Here's where I blew it here and there and the other place. So you're you're going to love her practicing what she's preaching. I love that. Yeah, book. that's great. Yeah. So I'm going to share a couple of favorite items under each of these categories. But can I can I share a third one on this one? I'm going to be quick. Well, these are Tim's favorite things. So if you've got a favorite thing, okay. I think yes. it's appropriate for you okay. to share it. So I just started a book late 2020 here. But it's a book by Dan Heath. I have enjoyed Chip and Dan Heath's books, Made to Stick and others. But um, this one's called, and it's just written by Dan Heath, Upstream. And I just want to share the subtitle. I've just begun, but I think it's going to be a great book, and I want to recommend what I've read so far. It's going to be a great book. The subtitle is The Quest to Solve Problems Before They Happen. <laughs> Isn't that great? I love that. So um, anyway, uh, you may want to venture out by faith and do that, but um, I just really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, book. you can't recommend it as a finished book, but you can recommend it as a started book. I recommend chapter one and two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they're, they're great chapters. That's great right. Chapters. All right, give us the next category. Next category uh, was two amazing films I saw this year. Okay. Okay. So if you remember, movie watching, or at least going to the cinema, was a no-no for months and months and months. Actually, yep. the majority of the year. Yeah. Um, right now, you know, they're opening back up. But so I, these were both films I watched at home. And both of these films, I love so much, I rewatched them. 
So these films I'm about to list, 2020 wasn't the first time I saw them, but it certainly was a time I watched them again and re-appreciated what they were. So the first one, Andrew, you remember seeing this, don't you? Butterfly Circus? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Butterfly Circus is a shorter film. It's between 20 and 30 minutes, so it's not a full-length feature. But it's an independent film that I've seen, oh gosh, probably a dozen times. Uh, it was produced in 2009 by Joshua and Rebecca Weigel. Um, and my son got to meet them and go over to their house. It's just brilliant. But Andrew, I don't care where you are in your life. If you work with people, and particularly young people, this book will inspire you to build in them belief and grit and courage. And it just shows the, the best parts of humanity coming out. So if you're cynical, this is a film you need to watch. I love it. Um, get a Kleenex. Uh, I, I know I'm more of a more emotional maybe than you are. Well, I shouldn't say that. I express maybe a little bit more dramatically than most That's people. That's at least, yeah, true of Is me and you, okay, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So, but it's a redemptive story of the power, as I mentioned, of community, grit, belief. I just, just loved it. Okay. Love that. That's number one. The second one is a film called Short Term 12. Yeah. Have you ever seen this movie? Yeah, we actually watched it as a staff oh, years ago, yes. like four or five yeah. years ago. I remember that. A little graphic. I should have set it up to let you all know it. Get ready. It's a little graphic. Yeah. But it's based on a true story, the experiences of the one who wrote and directed it. Um, but independent film that is a full-length feature uh, written by Destin Daniel Cretton. Um, and he worked in a home for troubled teens and then wrote about it. Huh. So this is a this is a film that's based on a true story. But Andrew, if you remember, it's a story of about a dozen at-risk kids who face tragic circumstances, including abandonment and abuse. And uh, some of the people that are um, are in the film, Brie Larson, who now has become she's you know, a superstar incredible. now. Yeah, she is, and this a was early in her career. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's and right. she's a superhero. That's yeah, right. John Gallagher, uh, Rami Malek, Malik. Um, yeah, who's another super. Yeah, superstar. that's right. That's exactly right. So it gets 98% score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's well worth watching to prepare yourself, but, but you need to prepare yourself, I would yeah, say. it's intense. For, for tragic situations, but what a redemptive story of what can, what can happen. So, all right. Let's uh, keep going. Number three, the third category is two interesting surprises I got this year okay. in 2020. So the first one was uh, I got infected by COVID. Yes, you yeah, did. My wife and I both got it as, as hundreds of thousands, really millions, yeah. uh, did too. But we didn't know where we got it. We really tried to be safe. I'm a type 1 diabetic. Um, I'm over 60 years old, so I have to be a yeah. little careful You're there. in a few risk categories. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. But um, we did. So we both you know, quarantined. I think I, get ho- I got hit a little harder than my wife did in terms of symptoms. Mm-hmm. I was just knocked out. I wanted yeah. to sleep 10 hours a day. Yeah. A day. I slept at night and then wanted to sleep at day. Um, so some of you listening probably uh, got infected as well. I just would encourage you. It's it's definitely real. Yeah. This is not a fake thing. No, it's not. And we need to be we need to be careful. Obviously, as we come out of it, the vaccines being used now, it's awesome. Yeah. But um, it, it was just a surprise. So I ended up getting tested five times. Uh, as you might imagine, though, just getting infected gave me perspective. I gained a new appreciation for my health mm-hmm. as a diabetic, for my wife and family. Um, Pam and I tried to care for each other, but. I'm, she's always on the losing end of that when we try to do it for each other. Uh, for yeah. the work I get to do, I just I wanted to come into the office and yeah. get back to, to going things. So um, it's been great to have energy again. Um, so you guys, Andrew, talk about your experience. Well, mine was much much lighter. I yeah. got it. I got it way back in July, um, and my yeah. experience was 
really short. I did have symptoms, mostly yeah. just exhaustion. Yeah. I had that yeah. experience of wanting to sleep a whole lot. But for me, it was over in about five or six days. And I, I attribute that to my being young and relatively healthy. So that yeah. uh, certainly helped. But uh, yeah, it's not a fun thing to go through. Even the light version of it is not yeah. a fun thing to go through. So um, we continue to be in prayer for those who are dealing with it right now. Yeah, no doubt. The other surprise I got was uh, I just put it under the heading of affordable education. So you know that already higher education has been in a quandary of offering the goods and services that colleges and universities offer, but doing at a price that they can pay their staff and so forth and so on. And prices have continued to go up. Yeah. Eliminating some high school graduates from even getting a, a, a college education. Yeah, that's a huge Gen problem. Z is opting for gap years. They're opting for... Uh, trade schools and, yep. and Votex and so forth. Yep. But um, a company called Outlier, which, by the way, is the same company that did Masterclass. Yeah. You know, those incredible Those are classes. getting really popular, yeah. They have come up with a way, even before the pandemic, but it certainly became really, really relevant during the pandemic, um, uh, offering less expensive options to get some higher education, uh, basically offering remote college courses for credit through the University of Pittsburgh, but it's taught by the best. So uh. almost like, well, I, yeah, it's just like master class, but it's actually for credit. And you can take, you know, you can take microbiology or you can take chemistry or astronomy or whatever. Schools, uh, professors are from schools like Yale. Wow. And, and uh, NYU and others. The videos are high quality online courses. So if you're out there and you know a young person or you are a young person, you go, ah, that, I may want to reconsider my, my options. Yep. This may be a good option. This fits in that unique category of some programs that we've been connected with uh, all over the country who are working to solve the problem of affordable education yeah. that, frankly, I think one of these ideas, possibly multiple of these ideas, is going to take off. And yeah. I think our education yes. system is going to change a lot because yeah. of it. I do, too. Uh, especially in a season like we're in with, with the pandemic. Yeah. So uh, favorite thing number four. Okay. Um, two intriguing inventions I witnessed this year. This so, is fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I lobbied in the very beginning of the pandemic in March of 2020 that we're going to start seeing some, dis you know, inventions, discoveries. Remember we told the story of Isaac Newton, what he came up with in the 1600s. Well, um, there was a, a brand new kind of TV that was released. Um, so outside of the wonderful development of a vaccine for COVID-19, uh, I, t these two items just captured my imagination. They may not yours, but but I thought they were kind of cool. So the first one is by Samsung. Uh, it's called the Samsung Cero. Um, it's a vertical TV because so much content you're watching on your phone as you hold it vertical. They thought TVs are always horizontal. Yeah. Why Which not? is good for a movie, but not That's good right. for other kinds of content. Yeah, not for social media. So yeah. this was really cool, and it was fun to watch. It was like a gigantic phone, yeah. you know, but it's it's big enough to sit in your living room and so forth. So that was kind of fun, uh, that that Samsung Cero or Ciro. And then um, here's one I appreciated even more, clothes, clothes that you wear made from clothes. So it's a recycled thing. That's cool. So, yeah, uh, it was a Swedish company, uh, RenewCell, recognized that some 85% of all textiles are sent to landfills. Crazy. So you get done with your clothes, give them to Goodwill or Salvation Army, but then you eventually, they got to get thrown away. Yeah. You know, they got holes in them or whatever. So they decided to tackle the problem with um, circulose, a natural biodegradable raw material made by recovering cotton from worn out clothes. So literally, they are recycling clothes and they can recolor them and so forth. But I love it because 
It's renewable energy, eco-friendly chemicals are used to break down and strip the colors from the discarded fabrics and make brand new ones. So last spring, H&M started selling these and uh, they're going to be, Le- Levi's is close behind to sell these clothes. This could be a game changer yeah. and set the pace for other industries. Absolutely. We've got to get better at, yeah. at reusing what we've used. So. Absolutely. That's All right. Good. Category number five, two favorite news stories. Andrew, there were so many bad and good news yeah. stories this year. Yep. I want to share some good news. Um, I, I blogged about, I think I may have blogged about both of these, but I want to just tell them in a, yeah. in a capsule. The first one took place in Louisville, Kentucky, where a lot of demonstrations and protests took place, yep. as they should. Over the summer, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. over the summer. I'm sorry. In 2020, you all remember the protests that were in almost every major city mm-hmm. in America and all, really all around the world. But this story was counterintuitive because protesters gathered, and it was a Black Lives Matter, which was, a, it was and is a great cause. But in one particular scenario, one night, a police officer was in trouble. Um, another officer, Galen Henshaw, drove over to help him because he was alone. But he got trapped in a situation where he was alone too. Yeah. And so he gets out of his car to try to find his partner, his buddy, not his partner, but his buddy, his fellow officer, and realized that protesters were all around him and they were so angry they were just saying, well, you represent the enemy. I'm going yeah. to take it out they on you. They became worried for their That's right. lives. That's yeah. right, yeah. So even though many of the protesters were multi-ethnicities, they were yeah. people of color, um, one and then another and then another started realizing this officer, who most of these people want to take down really fast, is in trouble. He's alone. Mm-hmm. And so, Andrew, this is a tear-jerking story to me, but one just stepped out and started protecting the very one he was protesting against. Yeah. And then another, and by the way, these were often, I think all of them were people of color. Mm-hmm. But here this officer was backed against a wall, and now there was a circle locking arms. Of people protecting. Yeah, and protecting the officer. Mm. So what I love about this is they drop the stereotype. Yeah. And they drop the, the, even the bigger picture to see an even bigger picture. Yes. So was their cause right? Yes, it was. Yeah. But they said, we're not just going to lump everybody in together. Yeah. So um, if you want to read the stories out on internet, you can read our blog where we even comment on what yeah. we think was so good about these strangers that didn't even know each other locked yep. arms. Yeah. yeah, well, really, so many of these protests are about seeing um, human beings as human beings yes. and treating human yeah. beings as human beings, and that's exactly what we saw yeah. that night. So yeah, no doubt about beautiful. it. The other really cool news story that I loved was, it was actually one of many, but student-led service projects. So one of the, um, I ended up telling a lot of these stories in 2020, but one that I really loved was a Yale University student, lived in the Northeast, still does, <laughs> Liam, uh, a junior at Yale this last year. And of course, he was sent home from Yale. Like so many. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he was kind of vegging for a little while, but realized this is, can be really bad if I just sit around watching TV or whatever. And I think it was his mother that encouraged him, you know, there's, there's some people around that have pretty big needs. And he got caught wind of an 85-year-old shut-in mm-hmm. that was not able to go out to the grocery yeah, store. Shut-in because she had to. Yeah, that's COVID. right. Yeah. yeah. And so he went out and found some groceries for her. Actually, he found out what she needed, then went out and found groceries for her. And I saw photographs where he laid them at her doorstep, stood back six feet, knocked, wants you to see they're here, mm-hmm. gave her a virtual hug, interacted with her. But as he walked away, thought, she isn't the only one that needs help. Yeah. So what Liam did, this is really, really cool. Um, 
is he uh, ended up recruiting 1,200 volunteers, a lot of other college Not students. Not bad, right? So far. Yeah. And they started this, really, this movement um, where, you know, they're serving. Krista's another one, same thing. She served healthcare workers as a high school student who were not even stopping to eat, but they needed food. And so these were student-led movements where they did something redemptive with the time they had on their hands. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing some of these. Uh, these are important things to remember, whether it's a great book we can pick up or a really important story we need not forget yeah. uh, from this yeah. year. But I wonder, Tim, if you might just wrap us up. Any final thoughts? I know probably everybody's thinking, I really hope next year's better than yeah. this one. Yeah, it but, has to be. Yeah, yeah. but just give us, give us some final thoughts as we sort of end out the year here. Well, even though so most everybody's ready to turn the page on 2020. Um, I just want us to remember that the best of human nature can surface in the toughest of times. I realize that's cliche. It's been said a million times, but let's not forget it. Maybe the best of times, or excuse me, the worst of times bring out the best in us. Uh, the phrase I've used is maybe this huge interruption <clears throat> can be an introduction mm. to a whole nother way of doing life. And I think what I just shared is, is a great picture of that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Tim, for leading us. Uh, I don't want to toot our own horn too much, but if you are looking for another book recommendation, Tim just did just write one. It came out in August. It's called The Pandemic Population, How to Help Generation Z Rediscover Hope After the Coronavirus. And I think uh, one big challenge we have to overcome is getting this vaccine mm -hmm. out. The second one is going to be helping us recover yeah. uh, emotionally, mentally, yeah. and all, all the other mm -hmm. ways from this uh, really difficult year that we've been through. So if that's an interesting book for you, uh, you can head on over to pandemicpopulation.com and pick it up. Uh, it, as you it, we enter into the year 2021, maybe you want to start investing in the next generation more. A great way to do that might, to, might be Habitudes. Uh, it's a really great tool that so many are using all around the uh, the country and around the world. Uh, if you want to find out more information about our Habitudes for Social and Emotional Learning program, head on over to growingleaders.com slash SEL. You can try it out for free. Um, well, as always, if you would rate this podcast, give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That gets the word out about what we're doing here. If you found this helpful, please share this list along with so many other top 10 lists that are out there, I'm sure. Uh, but go ahead and pass it on to a friend. Uh, if you want to connect with us online, we are at Growing Leaders and at Tim Elmore pretty much everywhere you are. And then if you have ideas for this podcast, people you want us to interview, things you want us to talk about, shoot us an email. It's podcast at growingleaders.com. We love getting those and hearing from you. Tim, thanks for leading us through this year. We will see you guys next year. 